She wears a nappy because it makes her happy. She's too cool for smooth. Kings and calls are too free spirited to be restrained by herbs and oils. These queens who doing it as a natural crown of truth. Great warning also. What's up, queens? And let me be the first to welcome you to Sisters, where Black Girl Magic is allowed not only to just survive, but to thrive. I'm your girl, Jay Rose, one of your hostess with the Moses, and I am thrilled uh, to be here with sisters who are smart, seasoned, and full of fun. And one of the reasons I'm definitely excited about this program is because Every day we as black women, whether you're that sister that's thriving in corporate America or the sister just trying to make a way as an entrepreneur, we all have experiences that um, sometimes go ignored by the mainstream society or even worse, told through someone else's narrative. And this is exactly why sisters is existing so that we can be able to tell our own stories through our own narrative. And so as we kick off our show, and I'm so excited about our first guest, is a popular host of the TV show Extra and who's hosted many other television shows. How exciting is it to kick off Sisters with one of the sisters that has been on the leading edge of television for over 20 years. And as sisters, we also are going to talk about today the subject of colorism. And we have struggled for years as sisters to um, be able to have our voices heard on this issue. And I am so excited to have one of Spellman's own, Tanika Ray. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm so good. How are you? And wonderful. It's great to be able to talk with you. I'm I said this off camera, but I'm loving the hair. I, I'm digging it. I just I just love it. I do. Well, thank I, you. I, I all I'm seeing is like, okay, I need to cut this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, my, I need to get my ends clipped. I, I'm with you. It's all about the attitude of like, this is mm -hmm. the way I meant it, y'all. So let's keep it rolling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you, you working it. You working it, girl. You, you. working it. Okay. And, and I wanted to make a, a quick correction. Um, I yeah. hosted Extra for a couple years, but mm -hmm. I've been moving. I've moved beyond that. I've hosted a lot of shows on TV. Yeah. The latest is the reunion show for Ready to Love on OWN, as well wow. as Ladies Who List. I hosted the reunion show for that for own mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. So for me, mm -hmm. moderating these discussions is mm -hmm. second nature. And, and I understand why you love this so much because we do not have enough of a voice in this world, especially mm -hmm. amongst each other. So thank you for mm -hmm. having me. I'm very no honored. No problem. No problem. Thank you for being a part of our debut show. We're we're in our infancy right now, so we're really excited to have you as our first guest. And I, I think I read that you, you were a professional dancer, right? If I'm not mistaken, oh, yes, yes, oh, me. I got my dance skills are still popping. I've been <laughs> a, a grown woman trying to do these little TikTok. <laughs> they don't got nothing on you. You you had you were dancing with some heavy hitters back. Then. Yeah, Money. we were OG. Uh, look, you know my generation. It's it's crazy as it sounds. Are the D nices and mm -hmm. the Diddies and the mm -hmm. golden mm -hmm. era of hip hop. And yeah, we were we were carving a path, and I was dancing with Will Smith, okay. <laughs> who's the name of the hour, and uh, <laughs> the Backstreet Boys and Aaliyah and Brandy. Yes, I had a whole dance career. Oh my gosh, I know. I I I don't want to go on too long, but I'm like, you work with Aaliyah. I'm just like, 
ah, I'm fanning out right now. But thank you so much for being a part of our debut show. We have a huge, you know, population of sisters who want to enter the entertainment industry and, you know, you have to be successful. You're successful in, in, in all those areas of business. And so I salute you for all of your success. Um, and what I what I would say is, since we're on the topic of, of colorism, what would you say to our sisters who want to pursue a career in the entertainment industry, but they may feel like color may be an issue for them? Well, I will say right off the bat, I hate this topic. I hate the fact that we in 2022 are still dealing with colorism. Um, I hosted the show on OWN, as I just mentioned, called Ready to Love, where Black in, uh, solo singles are trying to look for love. And the it, it happened in January. And one of the themes of the show were was there were three chocolate sisters. And in an attempt to empower themselves, they started to separate themselves from the other Black single women by calling themselves the Black Girls, you know, organization or whatever their little cute name was. And it, even though in one sense it was empowering them because they noticed they were the most chocolate. And let me tell you, gorgeous. All these women were stunning, stunning. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they, for whatever reason, maybe it was rooted in their insecurity, unspoken mm -hmm. truths, but mm -hmm. they decided to band themselves together and call themselves the black girl, whatever. Mm -hmm. And during the reunion show, because we did a two-parter, it came up by the other girls that they were being rude to them, that the fair, mm -hmm. more fair-skinned girls felt mm -hmm. slighted, they felt attacked, they felt mm -hmm. othered. So it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. And I just hate that we have we're still living this reality that is rooted in our enslavement mm -hmm. that is rooted in no nothing that was created by us, but be created, but created by people that wanted nothing good for us. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about colorism, it is proof that we are still shackled mm -hmm. by the horrific experiences that have not only happened to our ancestors, but because we are still connected to our ancestors are still obviously happening to us. I like that you mentioned that point about it, it's more deeply rooted than we think, because um, a lot of people may not know that it, it goes way back to slavery, where the fair skinned slaves were accommodated a little bit more as far as they had more freedom to go about their business, to kind of do household roles, whereas the darker skinned slaves were meant to do field work and then it created that kind of competition internally and I, yeah. and it's so it's so interesting that you mentioned that the the darker skinned ladies they kind of clicked up with each other and and and, and just kind of like created their own thing and and that's so psychological and i just think that that's really interesting that sometimes we do it to ourselves but we don't even realize that it is way deeper than just what we think this yeah. that's what we do as a culture mm -hmm. what do you think the n-word is the reason yeah. why we glorified the n-word mm -hmm. is because it was an attempt for our culture to take it back from mm -hmm. it being used as a weapon mm -hmm. so it's the same thing and, mm -hmm. and, and that's why it's confusing sort of mm -hmm. because i understand saying okay we're the darkest are, are any of the men gonna like us because yeah. society says when you're yeah. dark unattractive, which we all know is not true. I'm mm -hmm. 
obsessed with Naomi Cami and Alec Weck. I'm obsessed with Lupita Nyong'o. There mm -hmm. are like their color is so absolutely the most beautiful yes. thing on this planet. So yes. we have got to unshackle our minds to think that what we see in these commercials is truth. And that is a way that society has conditioned us, mm -hmm. AKA brainwashed us into mm -hmm. thinking that a beauty is a particular way. I say, yes. stop, no unshackle yourselves because that is why we have to protect ourselves in much like the show ready to love where the girls were just trying to big up themselves, you know, mm -hmm. with brown skin girl, like whatever it was <laughs> to protect our hearts and our minds. Mm -hmm. And then it had an ugly spin, but mm -hmm. everything that we do seems to be reactionary to mm -hmm. our abuse and our mm -hmm. enslavement. And so our true freedom requires us to start from scratch and to not respond from that. We aren't free necessarily yet. Yeah. And, uh, and that's good that you mentioned that it was like kind of a defense mechanism that they were using to kind of protect themselves from any potential, you know, discrimination, whether it be from the men, because I know there's been a lot of men who will just say straight up, I don't like dark skinned women. And and or there'll be a lot of women that think that because they're a little bit lighter, they're a little bit closer to whiteness in their minds. So they may think they're a little bit better. And so I, I know that being in Hollywood all of these years, you know, no one really no black person comes out and skates in this area. And so for you personally, what tell us about your personal road to success in television and, and did colorism kind of come did it did it kind of try to chase you or, or, or try to get at you did the industry kind of say well you know she's she's fair skinned we will you know give her a little bit more opportunity or they or did they say she's too she's too dark which I don't imagine them saying but you know I was talking to to Dennis my cousin Dennis who produces this show about mm -hmm. this earlier mm -hmm. um it's so stupid to me and let mm -hmm. me tell you why because I have been called fair skin, which I'm mm. not, mm -hmm. I have been called too dark, which mm. I mean, I'm kind of right in the middle. I don't know. What too is dark this? for who? Too dark for well, who? It on the show, right? Okay. And, okay. So, and, and so you have to remember if we're auditioning for shows and I, mm -hmm. I do a lot of tele, I do a lot of reality. So mm -hmm. um, panel shows, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I'm the only black representative, mm -hmm. what is the only black representative supposed to look like? Is she supposed to be darker? Is she supposed to be heavier? Now that's mm -hmm. a whole other direction. But when yeah. we talk about the black women that represent us on talk, they're mm -hmm. all chocolate mm -hmm. and heavy because it's not us choosing those women. Now I know I just started something, but that is the <laughs> truth. You look at the women that represent us in mm -hmm. talk. And I'm talking the view, the talk, mm -hmm. all those panel shows. It is a person that doesn't look like us that is mm -hmm. deciding who the black representative is going to be. Mm -hmm. And most times for them, I have been told on multiple occasions, mm -hmm. I don't represent the demographic enough. Maybe because my hair is too long or I usually wear it curly, not so tragic like it is today. Maybe <laughs> they don't think of a black girl with curly hair, wash and go. Maybe they don't think of a black girl with two parents and grew up in a nice home. Maybe they can't understand a black girl that's college educated. Right. So there's mm -hmm. so much deeper than that. What mm -hmm. I know personally that has happened to me on uh, uh, one of the shows that I was working on, doesn't matter which one, mm -hmm. is that I represent myself. 
And that is what I've always come to the table with. I'm a proud black woman that never, ever has tried to fit into anybody's box. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you try to put me in a box and I feel like I'm doing something wrong with my life because yeah. we should never aspire to fit in anybody's box. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ever. We should aspire to be our true authentic selves. So the one thing that happened to me that I thought was super interesting is you see my hair is kind of mm -hmm. chocolate brown with some mm -hmm. highlights maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was standing next to a co-host. Now, lighting is a big thing in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm struggling with my lighting now. Like, oh, God. Yep. yep. Um, with that. <laughs> like, right. you're coming from, you got a, a, a light from the side and I'm trying to match you. But lighting yeah. for a TV show there are people whose whole jobs are dependent mm -hmm. upon lighting. Yeah. So if I'm standing next to a Latino and a white girl, mm -hmm. then, and we have one light source, how am I going to be lit properly? Mm -hmm. Well, in one case, I, at one point seduced, not seduced, but I, I charmed my life <laughs> to hold what they call a flex fill, which has a gold shiny front. So whatever mm -hmm. light was coming could bounce off of the flex fill okay. and uh -huh. make me a little brighter and give me a little bit. I want to be bronze and shiny mm -hmm. and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But if they're lighting them, they don't need as much light as I do. Then mm -hmm. I look dark and you can't, not dark in color, but you can't even see my facial expressions because it's not lighting me properly. Mm -hmm. And so I remember my boss saying, she was so mad because I, I made my hair dark. You need, she screamed at me. You need to put those blonde streaks back in your hair so we can Ooh. see you. So we can see you to lighten you up a little bit. Wow. And it was so offensive. I understand it technically. I think mm -hmm. from my head, not my heart. I don't get super emotional. I understood mm -hmm. it technically. Mm -hmm. But damn, why can't I just be lit for me? Yeah. You guys could spend a little bit more money to make mm -hmm. sure I have my own lighting situation mm -hmm. next to these two that can share their own lighting situation, right? Wow. Yeah. That it's is everywhere. Wow. Yeah. That's even crazy that even from a logistical standpoint, they can't even get the lighting right to, for, to oh. even see you properly. And she, well, nobody, and they don't care. We're not seen that way as a priority, as you. You are not seen as a priority where they'll be like, oh, let's consider the black girl we have on or the black woman we have on set. Let's mm -hmm. consider the fact that it's not a detriment that she has chocolate skin, but we mm -hmm. need to honor yeah. that skin. Let's make her look the best also and give her some lighting. But it's just let's just light them. Mm -hmm. Oh. The black, the black girl, we're having problems with her. So instead of us just adding lighting, let's just get rid of her. That's Not ridiculous. to say that that's happened, but I'm just, yeah. it, it, that's how easily it's done in Hollywood. That is ridiculous. And, and, and then they had the nerve to yell at you and say, how come oh. you can't just get the blonde streaks? Like, like, is that, do I have to do that to be seen? You know, to, 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 to make it look like I have a little bit more bronze to myself? That is, that's ridiculous. And well, it, the truth of the matter is, and let me be really honest, it's, yeah. it's, it's like the diversity clause, right? They want us to be there, but they don't really want us to, they don't really want to have to consider what mm -hmm. we need in order for us to be there. They don't really have to want to accommodate us. So mm -hmm. they want us to be there, shut up, represent our culture and, and go along, be along and go along. But they don't want to have to. That goes for hair, hairstylists, mm -hmm. 
never got mm-hmm. my hairstylist on those shows. I had mm-hmm. to just do my own hair. Oh. They don't want to have an extra. I mean, that's that's the truth of the matter in Hollywood, point blank. When it comes mm-hmm. to colorism, that's where the connective tissue is with lighting. They just mm-hmm. don't want to have to consider, oh, Tanika needs her own lighting. She's just yeah. going to have to do her hair in a way that it lightens up her face. And the onus shouldn't have to be on you to figure out how to um, make yourself seen more having the best lighting. I mean, like you said, it's it's people's whole job is to figure out how to work around you, not how you're supposed to work around them. And that and that's a good point that you mentioned about the diversity clause of things where it's easy just to have a black person on set just to say we did it just to say they're there but are we really accommodating them are we really making them feel like they're a part of the process and that they're not just like the stand-in character and it's just like whatever and i just think it's ridiculous i never even thought of it from the perspective of of lighting something as simple as lighting um have you ever seen in hollywood where maybe certain people have gotten casted in certain roles more so based on skin tone than actual, like who was the best person. Uh, yeah, I was very, whew, I was very <laughs> emotional and very upset mm-hmm. about what they did to the Nina Simone. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up because I said, and I love Zoe Donna. Don't get me wrong. I love her. She I shouldn't have played that role. It was and she knew that. Mm-hmm. She knew that. But here's the thing that you get caught up for, and I'm going to give some credit where credit is due. When mm-hmm. you're in Hollywood and you're rising through the ranks, most often, and this happens across the board, so I'm I'm giving you a lot of information. Once mm-hmm. you reach a plateau of like superstardom or a list, mm-hmm. they encourage you. Now, when you were coming up through the ranks, you probably had a black hairstylist, black PR, mm-hmm. a black yeah. publicist. But mm-hmm. as you reach a certain plateau. Your managers and the people from your movies and the people from your TV show encourage you to go with a more mainstream publicist, A-E-I-E, white publicist. And when you go with a white publicist from there, they encourage you. So these people in your ear are not from your culture. And so you don't even realize it until you've made a massive mistake and your community claps back. So Zoe's rising and rising and rising. And by the way, she does not identify as a black woman. She never has. Yeah. She has always said she is Afro-Latina with yeah. a big emphasis on Latina. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just got caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And somebody, she believed her own hype, but mm-hmm. it was an embarrassing turn. Mm-hmm. The fact that she took that role from a true mm-hmm. black artist who has the, the, who can connect on a deep, profound level to Mm -hmm. Nina Simone, who could have brought it to life in a more visceral, more authentic way, was Mm -hmm. shameful. Because Mm -hmm. the movie she did had a huge budget, had a big time director, Mm -hmm. and they circumvented a true black, dark-skinned actress who could have Mm -hmm. brought it to life Mm -hmm. and went with somebody safe that they were comfortable with. But it was wrong. Yeah, I agree. And, and and I like that you said circumvent because the first thing I thought when I and I tried to give the movie a chance, I did. I, I could not get past that because I'm like, there are so many black women, darker skinned black women in Hollywood. Even if they took a chance on an unknown actress, they could have killed it and it could have been 
great. And great. I just, and I'm just like, why, why put her in blackface? And, and a part of me is just like, girl, we, we, we hear our sisters, we're going to be real. I'm like, girl, <laughs> so South Island, come on, don't let them do that to you. Don't let them put you in blackface. Like, but it also depends on your upbringing. Like in a weird, in a weird way, I, I've I've had some time with Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson. Mm-hmm. Even though she's in the same scenario, she's an Afro Latina. Mm-hmm. I feel like because they she celebrates and she's more present. I don't know. Maybe she would have done it different. But I truly feel that role with the Cynthia Erivos, even though she's not American, with the mm-hmm. Lupitas, with the what is her name? Denai Guerrera. Like there's yep. so yep. many. Mm-hmm. And the ones we don't know who could have earned that chance. But Hollywood is like, oh, who's who's proven? And when, <laughs> when it comes down to the proven actresses, yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this, this Black Panther movie rocked the foundation of Hollywood. Please yeah. know. I was yeah. at that premiere. It was the greatest <laughs> night of my life. I believe you. It was just incredible to come to sit there to be with Chad Chad Bozeman and it's the most amazing cast. I've rest been on hundreds, too. rest in peace, Chadwick, hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of red carpets. And this one is absolutely at the top for mm-hmm. just us celebrating us, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and I do want to give credit to the incredible Zendaya because mm-hmm. she knows herself so well. And she grew up with a white mom. Yeah. But she identifies herself as black. Her dad is very powerful in her life. And mm-hmm. she, I just read something where she says, I only audition for roles for white women. Mm. I never want to be in a position where they want to consider me for a role for a black woman when mm-hmm. there are so many of my sisters that could have those roles. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes. So now that's that's the way it. Because if it's a white role, it's just a universal role. It's no exactly. such thing as a white role, right? Exactly. That's a box that they're trying to put her in. And that's why I was good. I, I like that I saw her in that new Spider-Man movie because, you know, of course you could have got any white actress to be in that role. But I like that she did not want to put herself in the box. And it's like, if a white actress is good enough to do it, I'm good enough to do it. Well, so yeah, I, and she can give it a little flavor. Like, let's yes, go. Yes, she gave it a little bit of sass. And, I, and that's what held me on most of the movie, to be honest. I like, that was for me. And so, yes, this is getting really good. So before things get really, really good over here, let's pause for a second and woosa, because I know colorism is a little it's really heated, but let's take a quick break. And So don't go anywhere. Keep it locked right here with us at Sisters on Be More Radio. This is what they call me in school. I was sent home because of how my hair looks. Had a teacher cut my hair off for playing with my braids thrown to the floor for sitting at my desk. Black girls are suspended five times more than white girls, but they don't commit more serious offenses. Why is this happening? I'm strong. I'm sensitive. I'm powerful. I'm smart. I'm a leader.
word is excuse me. Nobody told you to stand in the hall either. Excuse me. That's better, Miss Thing. Uh uh. It's not real. Say <laughs> what? You heard. It ain't even real. You wish you had hair like this. Girl, you know you weren't even born with blue eyes. That's right. Blue contact lenses. They're just jealous. Right. Jealous. Rachel, I've been watching you look at Julian. <laughs> You're not slick. If that was true, he wasn't much to look at. Tell me, Rachel. Barbie doll. High yellow heifer. Tar baby. Wanna be white, Jigaboo. Don't start. We're gonna finish it. <laughs> well, welcome back to Sisters. I'm Jay Rose, and I'm here with our guest, Tanika Ray. So before the break, we were discussing the issue of colorism in our community. And it's a heated topic because it, it goes into our self-esteem and, and all that good stuff of how we feel about ourselves. And that was a clip from that was very well portrayed in Spike Lee's 1988 film, School Days. So Tanika, any thoughts on that particular clip? I'm sure you might have seen that movie before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, it, that movie has my whole heart as mm -hmm. a Spelman alum that was mm -hmm. filmed on our AUC campus. It is really mm -hmm. dear to me. And I always have a very interesting reaction because, whew, what do I want to say? I feel like I've always been between the two worlds, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love my culture. I love being Black. I, I resonate with the Jigaboos and I resonate <laughs> with the wannabes. And I hate those terms, but yeah. I feel like because of my background, the way I grew up, I have two professional parents. I, you know, my parents sent me to private school. I feel very like I understand the life of the wannabes, not that I subscribe to the ideology. And mm -hmm. I also am such a black girl. I love my culture. I have lived around the world. I'm, I'm always going to seek out I'm really just a lover of humanity mm -hmm. and I hate the word wannabe. So I resonate with the jigaboo. Like I'm really mm -hmm. across the board and I feel like I'm sitting in between with my long hair, with the ideology of like black power. So I'm mm -hmm. an interesting person. I never really subscribe to either. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to. And I mm -hmm. hate the fact that it makes it, it says there's one of two, which obviously we know we're not a monolith or dualith. We mm -hmm. are so multivaried. Um, as people, especially Black women. Um, mm -hmm. but I think it's an important starting point for a conversation. Like every Black woman on the planet should see this movie so that I it's agree. the beginning of a conversation to assess themselves. I agree. And 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 on that note, we're going to add another sister to this conversation. So we have an amazing sister who is a counselor right here in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, please welcome Dr. Aisha Cunningham. We are so happy to have you. How you doing, sis? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And so do you, uh, any reaction to, to that clip as far as uh, how Black women kind of seem pit against each other in a sense as far as colorism? Uh, well, that clip was quite intense. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I haven't seen um, to that level, right? Because I'm, mm -hmm. I've also been a high school and a middle school counselor. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've heard more things about um, hair textures mm -hmm. and this idea that if you're a darker skinned, then you have a certain 
you know, hair texture or you wear certain hairstyles. And if you're mm -hmm. on the lighter end of the spectrum, then you're not really considered black. You're mm -hmm. just, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that wants to be white or somebody that mm -hmm. um, isn't really down for the cause. Mm -hmm. And so I don't necessarily think that that's like innate. Like that's mm -hmm. how we truly mm -hmm. feel about ourselves. But I definitely think that it's been something systematically. Mm-hmm. Um, that has caused us to respond to one another like this. And unfortunately, we don't really, I don't want to say we don't reach back and teach as much mm -hmm. as we should, but, mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is there aren't a lot of conversations surrounding this particular area anymore because I don't think that people realize that it's still something that's very much so prevalent. Mm -hmm. um, but it definitely is. Yeah. So. And I and honestly, I think I seen that movie for the first time, I think, in high school. And mm -hmm. I honestly didn't know it was a thing. Now, I, mm -hmm. I knew it was a thing, but I thought it was a thing of the past because my mom always used to talk about this, you know, the paper bag mm -hmm. test, the brown paper bag test. And I was like, oh, that is so old school. Like people still do that. Mm -hmm. And then I saw school days and I was like, so this is really a, like they're really competing with each other. We're all. Well, Queens, like mm -hmm. I was stuck, but I understand where that that psychological competition is involved, especially when you get men involved who may prefer one skin tone over the other, and then it kind of messes with us. And so, mm -hmm. before we get into our, before we continue, let's go to a quick clip on how colorism affects our everyday sisters. Real quick, we'll be back. A time when I was a subject of discrimination because of my features is when I had my hair in braids. I have been ridiculed for the color of my skin by non-black people, by family, by strangers, by friends. It was more so by black people, to be honest. I feel like when you're a dark-skinned black person, you definitely do not get treated the same way by other non-dark-skinned black people. I did ballet from about three years old to about 13 years old. And I experienced racism in the sense of my body type. I usually had my hair out straight. I had pruned my hair, so I have straight hair. There was a group of boys and they told me, Gracie, Wow, you look black. You look black right now. Like, you usually don't look black, but you look black. I've been called blacky, and I didn't really have a lot of dark skinned friends, so there was never anyone to stick up for me or to be like, you know, hey, that's not funny. It would definitely make me mad immediately. So, with that, Dr. Aisha, how I'm curious, how does colorism affect the mental health of our sisters as far as how we see ourselves? Um, I mean, well, it just comes down to what you rehearse. So sometimes, depending on whatever seeds have been planted, right? Because we, we get both. We get negative seeds and we get positive seeds. Mm -hmm. And depending on who you surrounded yourself with, depending on your environment, depending on who your friends are, what school you go to, mm -hmm. that all plays a role in what seeds you begin to water. Mm -hmm. So... If I'm constantly hearing that, you know, you're not good enough, pretty for a dark skinned girl, um, 
why do you wear your hair like that? Whether it's braids or locks or natural, why is your hair short? There are just so many different things that people hear. And so you begin to internalize that. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for us to internalize negative comments versus rehearsing positive ones. Mm-hmm. And so in order to counteract that, affirmations are something that I am huge on and positive self-talk. How can you counteract or how can you reframe those negative, those negative comments? And we do it by affirming ourselves and really, really choosing to be kind to ourselves, which is something that is very hard to do. We have automatic thoughts and those mm-hmm. automatic thoughts are more than likely negative. Mm-hmm. And so it's such a habit to build to revert that and reverse mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so really writing out, this is an activity that sometimes mm-hmm. I do with my younger girls, mm-hmm. um, writing out all of the negative things that you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might cry when you do it and might feel uncomfortable, but then for every negative remark, I need you to write a positive statement next to mm-hmm. them. And that's what I need you to begin to rehearse. Mm-hmm. What are some of the, the positive affirmations that you would suggest for that? So, of course, I matter. I am enough. Mm-hmm. The crown on my head is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. My skin is the perfect shade of brown. Just little comments like that. Because if I'm rehearsing that, then it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying to me. Yes, it may still sting a little bit because we like to say, you know, sticks and stones, but no words do absolutely mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're not used to already speaking kindly to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just a few affirmations that I'll have them practice. But affirmations can be whatever you need to tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to, whatever positive self-statement that you need to make for yourself. And that's just what you choose to rehearse. Positive okay. truths. Mm-hmm. Truths. Exactly. Tanika, you have any uh, affirmations that you that, that helps you? Any? Absolutely. Because I have a seven-year-old daughter and I refuse to let her become an adult and still question who she is and the beauty mm-hmm. that she has. So I've been raising her since she's been a baby with mm-hmm. affirmations. We do mm-hmm. it all the time. We do affir- affirming meditations. I've got pictures of black women all over my house. This is our sanctuary where she mm-hmm. could see herself, her reflection all the time. This is where she comes to re- rejuvenate. And just yesterday, as a matter of fact, I hosted my third brown skin pearls <laughs> with this mom mommy group called uh, Mocha Moms here in Los Angeles, moms and daughters. We have drum circles and we Mm. did a despacho ceremony where the girls learn how to manifest their greatest dreams. They come up to the mic. My daughter said, I'm Nyla. I'm seven years old. I love my hair. I love my body and I love my skin. Like they put it into the universe on a microphone. We Mm. don't have any rituals that do this as a culture. We need to start creating them. So that is what I've done for our girls locally. And I would love to expand it hopefully virtually coming soon, but it's a Mm -hmm. constant practice. If we don't flex that muscle often, it -hmm. will atrophy and we will have to start from scratch. That's awesome that you, that you instill a sense of self in your daughter and that starts at a young age. So kudos to you on that for making that conscious effort. So this went so, this went by so fast. So with that being said, I want to thank our guests, 
both of you for blazing the trail for our show. And hopefully this will be the beginning of a continued sisterhood here. And so we thank you for joining us today. So if you thought today was lit, next week we will be back dealing with the sensitive subject of fatherless daughters and some very special guests. So make sure you tune in for that. But before we sign off here, I want to acknowledge that there were many sisters over the years that have worked with us as interns here at Be More and who have contributed to where we are here today. And one such queen was an intern that we had by the name of Carlisha Watkins, who tragically lost her life this past January at the age of 21. And we just want to end our show by paying tribute to Carlisha's life and legacy and that this very and that she's very much missed here. And with that, we will see you next week right here at Sisters on Be More Radio. Thank you, ladies. Carlisha, or K. Cole as she liked to be called, was very hard to miss with her infectious laugh, her hilarious jokes, and her ability to tell it like a T.I. is. She contributed tremendously to sisters by sharing topics from her life and encouraging the other ladies to do the same. Carlisha's favorite thing to say was, I'm here for a fun time, not for a lifetime. We at Be More Radio will always have Carlisha in our hearts, and she will always be forever 21. She wears a nappy cause it makes her happy She's too cool for smooth Kings and cores are too free-spirited to be restrained by herbs and oils These queens who doing it as a natural crown of truth Braids worn in all sorts of twists and shades A labor of love for the root expressed by the child of Africa soil It's worth the toil Willy curls ain't for the sheepish So pick a stance If you dare to take a glance Her thoughts will ascend you Trust me, let's give her a chance yeah, much in the same vein of affirming my child and the mm-hmm. children around, I started a podcast called Mama Stay with Tanika Ray, where we I sit down with other mothers. These mothers are women like Yara Shahidi's mom, Carrie, um, the little star, Michael Michelle's mom, um, mm-hmm. as well as Dr. Shafali, who created The Conscious Parent. I sit down with moms to discuss generational traumas, how Ooh. we can better parent our children in a new way, a way that isn't rooted in what our old, what our moms and maybe our grandparents did. The Ooh. whole spare the rod thing is out Ooh. the window. We didn't. We we have to understand that what how we parent is truly from trauma. So Ooh. it's time to start pushing that trauma aside and Ooh. saying no to how we've always done it and create a new paradigm. So Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is about teaching your children how to love themselves, creating empathetic children in a world that's seemingly on fire, but also being the leader, not the boss, not mm-hmm. making many me's, but leading your children to their greatest lives. That's awesome. So where, where can we catch, where can we catch your podcast? At? My podcast is everywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple, definitely follow me on Instagram. I have, mm-hmm. I promoted a lot there at Tanika Ray. T-A-N-I-K-A-R-A-Y. And but I'm on all platforms that play pods. Mama stay with Tanika Ray. Much like Namaste, the the mm-hmm. prayer you say at the end of yoga, but with uh-huh. an on the front.